Hey, Freedom Fighters. Before we get into the podcast, I wanted to jump on here and let you know that we've redone the calculator on the website, and it should be way more up to date, and we're getting it embedded into the site so it can be more user-friendly for you looking at plotting out and building a financial blueprint to get to financial freedom. I wanted to let you know that you can jump on there, start playing around with it, and feel free to give us some feedback on it. We're trying to really, really get it so it can encompass a lot of the different things that would go into creating that path that you need to go down and help you in your planning stages. So I hope you like the new edited version. It's kind of a work in progress, but jump on there and let us know what you think. Thanks, everybody. So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here is the answer. I'm A.G. Osborne. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the third podcast. I'm super excited about this podcast because the first one are my, what I would call the foundational podcasts, which talk a lot about more of the philosophy, the purpose, what we're trying to achieve here where that leads the groundwork to talk about today's podcast, which is more of a case study, which I get to show some of those principles in action. Now, I'm trying to get ready to leave here. I'm headed to California. As many of you know, I'm in Boise, Idaho, and it is a snowy, cold morning. Absolutely beautiful, though. And uh, I've been trying to take care of a lot of of stuff and uh, get out of here. And I really wanted to get this, though, recorded before I left. So as many of you know, I, I... invest in real estate. I co-founded Bitterroot Holdings. It was an idea that I came up with a long time ago about how we could transist our income into wealth generating income. And we did that off of uh, business income. And one of the biggest issues that I had and I used to have, and I think a lot of people have, particularly people listening to this podcast, right? You have a job, you save up money, and you do what everybody says, you're going to invest. And so you invest and you buy that duplex. Now you're making 100 bucks a month and your life hasn't changed at all. You're not financially free. You're passively making 100 bucks a month and you're like, where do I go from here? Or, or you're saving up money, you're putting it in the stock market and you're doing everything you should. It's been five, six years and you're being diligent and you look into your account and maybe you've been awesome and you have a couple hundred thousand dollars. And you're sitting here going, I, these numbers don't make sense. These don't add up. Stashing money away and investing it without a plan, a strategy, anything else like that, it, it's not getting you to where you're wanting to go. And it was really hard for me to see those principles in action. It seemed like everybody was talking about it. I knew it's what I should do. But I could initiate, make an investment. I did everything from oil investments to real estate from stocks options you know privately invested in companies i've done lots of these things but with the process that i had or the problem that i had is i didn't have a process it was more like i knew i should be investing for the sake of investing and i couldn't put everything together early on and that's when i finally really you know put my head down and i studied for years and uh, i got with my partners and a lot of smart people and we came up with a strategy to initiate all these aspects of things that we'd learned into a plan that would not only create wealth through investing, but would also pay us passively and we could separate our time for money. Now, most of this deals with capital allocation and it talks about how you move from one investment 
to the next. And let me share with you our strategy. So our strategy was simple. We took over assets that we knew could be improved. So it's a value add strategy. And when we took those over, we knew we could improve operations and we could increase the income. And a lot of the stuff was very, very basic. We bought some real estate assets that were basically not being run at all. And they just needed a little TLC and they needed a little customer focus and we could improve those revenues. Now, while that was great, we bought one. It was cash flowing. That's awesome. We improved it, but that wasn't the end. We also needed to figure out a way to take that capital, implement it, and grow the business to there was a point where it could grow without us, or it could pay us and still grow. And it, this is what this example I hope today shares with you. Basically, we're looking at an asset that we bought for about $660,000 and within three years took that to an asset worth $7 million, all with our $250,000 down payment. And this is really where we've developed our business model. And now we have over a million square feet that generates millions of dollars and we can do other things. I also own other businesses. I start up and I've started, run and own, and it allows us to separate our time from our income. And this allows that compounding effect, which I talk about compounding, that is the fuel to the engine of your wealth vehicle. Now our wealth vehicle was self-storage. That was the asset that worked for us. We picked in, we'd own one and we figured out how we would work and how we could create a value add strategy, which any investment, if you're not implementing a value add strategy and you're just paying for a passive investment, it is going to be very difficult to get to where you're trying to go because you're talking about a limited return on your money. And we knew right off the bat, I came up with the numbers and I'm like, listen, an eight, 10% return. I cannot get to my goal quick enough. I knew that with a 10% return on our capital, it would take decades to be in a spot where those assets could pay me and could also return capital into the business and grew. So I needed to lift those returns and speed them up. So what we did is we had a, a small storage facility in Bonners Ferry, Idaho. We put, it was $275,000 down and we bought it. This is, I, 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 I like the story a lot because we actually lost money on the sale of this asset. So it's not like it blew up, it worked, everything like that. We learned some very vital things and we changed some of our processes, which included buying a storage facility that was almost double the square footage. So this little storage facility was about 17,000 square feet. The next one that we purchased was 36,000 square feet and we took the money down that we'd had. We sold our 17,000 square foot one for $625,000. Now remember, we bought that for $665,000. So we lost money, but we'd been paying down the debt and we took the money that we put into it plus the money down, which is roughly $290,000. And we bought another storage facility, which we thought was in a, a outskirt of a better market and we could get higher rents, rates, we could turn it around. There were very, very not active owners in the facility, which we did. And when we took it over, we immediately spruced it up. We increased revenues. We lifted rates. 
We brought in different products, that, like things like insurance boxes, stuff like that, that we would sell in it. And within 18 months of purchase, we sold that asset that we then bought for $1.4 million to 2.2. We netted out basically a million dollars from that sale. Now that is within 18 months. So we just turned our $275,000 investment into a million dollars. Now that's great, but that's still just one of the steps. So it's not like we, the million dollars, we're done. Yay. That, you know, when you're talking about generating passive income, especially for multiple people, and that's enough to live off of, right? A million dollars just doesn't won't do it. It won't cut it. So we needed to do the same thing again, which we then turned around and we purchased another asset for $4 million with a million dollars down. And within a year, we dramatically increased the revenue. And that asset today is worth 7 million. So we've turned that 1 million into 3 million with cash flows of over $300,000. So our cash flows on that asset alone is almost 50% of what we put down into that one. Now, that was a strategy that we've implemented and repeated. Now, there's two ways in real estate that you can grow and make that financial vehicle move. Now, you can either sell, re-implement that cash, and do it again. That is actually my least favorite. So this example is my least favorite way of doing it. But that worked in this situation. Most of the time, I like to buy underperforming assets. I like to turn them around, take the cash flow out of those assets, reinvest it in other underperforming assets, turn them around and hold for the long term. So that revenue coming off pays me, plus gives me extra revenue to reinvest, turn around and repeat. That is our strategy. And that's how our wealth vehicle works. Now, alongside that, we, I still work, I start companies, I run them. In fact, during the process of this for four years, starting our company, I held a job. And this comes to one of the big cruxes. I know a lot of people are starting out, they've got a job, they're not making a lot of money. So maybe $200,000 is out of reach, whatnot. But you're starting with a duplex. I have a friend that started out with a small duplex. He did the same thing. He found a duplex that was renting it out for under market rents. He went in, gave it a little spit shine. He turned around and rented it out at a much higher uh, rent, which increased the property value. He took the equity out, did it again, um, and he started out with $10,000. The process is still the same. Now, no matter how you look at this, I had a job. I started up other companies and ran them on the side while I invested in my wealth machine. I have given up most all weekends and nights, me and my wife, we do not go out and spend uh, our weekends with friends, having fun. Most of our weekends are spent working. She's great. We put the kids together. We work on ideas. We have business meetings, Saturdays, Sundays. My family, we all work in, uh, uh, not my whole family, but me and my father and my brother-in-law work in our business together, which means our family outings are spent most of the time working. It's reviewing P&Ls. It's to talking strategy. And that's just the fact of the matter. You, you got to be ready to put in the work. You've got to be ready to work nights, weekends. What you're asking, what you want, is you're talking about a life living on your own terms. Uh, first and first foremost, you have to be ready to give up a lot to get something like that. And we, not only did we give up a lot, we struggled a lot. I've done business deals that have failed. The first in our wealth machine that now generates all our wealth and our income. As it shows, our first deal turnaround, it actually lost money. 
it took time and it took a lot of sacrifice. We had to sacrifice all this money that we could have used. And uh, we live with, you know, my father has no debt. I have a debt to income and debt to cash of zero. The only reason I even have debt on my house was because our interest rate was so low. It didn't make sense to use my own cash to pay it off. But we sacrificed all these things that we could have had and could be doing to invest in our wealth vehicle and grow it. And along this process of sacrifice and investing, this is where you learn. Lots of people, they'll do an investment and it'll fail and they stop. Getting from A to Z, the, the first steps, right? Our first storage facility that we bought and fell, that would have been the time to pack it up, walk away, say, we need to stick to what we know, go back to doing insurance and just forget this stuff. And then I would have just worked, had clients and worked for my clients my whole life. Or it would have been, okay, we know this can work. We've got to do it right. We got to figure it out and make this thing work. And that, that requires sticking with your strategy, which we did. It took us years to build out our management company that we have now. We were investing in our facilities, putting not only every drop of, or every penny that came out of them back into the business, we were taking our own capital from working and starting our own businesses and throwing it back into the business at all for years, never taking any money, paying and setting up our management company, and it paid off. But your wealth vehicle, you have to create it. And capital is, once again, it is the gas. This compounding effect is how fast you're gonna go. So if you have a 10% return you know, versus a 20% return, you're going to get to your destination with a 20% return in less than half the time than the 10% return because of the compounding effect. Now, what that, also means though, is if you're getting a 20% return, you're gonna have to do a lot more work. I can't tell you how many times I have literally been kicking people out of units, shoveling snow, doing things while on the weekends, Friday, Friday nights and Saturday, working with tenants, but that obviously all pays off and it pays off in the end. But when creating that wealth vehicle, you have to really understand how it functions and how it works. And you have to sacrifice a lot. Because that income that it generates to be sustainable, once again, it just can't pay for yourself. I needed that income to reinvest back into the vehicle to get it to grow. Now, we're at a point where our management team takes care of basically everything. Right now, I'm flying down to Southern California where I'm going to go to meetings and work in the industry. I have uh, two other startup companies that I work on. I also have clients. That I'm doing. I, I don't need to be out shoveling snow and working with tenants and that stuff anymore. But it takes time to get to that point. So, you know, to start off, you've got to get the capital to, to create your wealth vehicle. You've got to start living under your means. And now, listen, if you're not making a lot of money, you've got to find out ways how to make more money. And that was, that was key starting out. I knew that if I wanted more capital, I had to go sell more, right? Or you need to go back to school. You need to get a better paying job. Maybe you have two incomes. You can live off one, save the other, and start to plan out and then allocate time. It, it, patience is so, so key when you're starting, starting this out. And I, I, over the last five years, I've learned a lot about patience. And um, one of the main reasons is because of my paralysis and becoming paralyzed. I'm still walking around in my leg braces, trying to, you know, I, I spending every day almost at some kind of doctors and people trying to test me and get my legs to to work again and it requires such astronomical amount of patience hard work pain 
And I've learned that this process of healing is just like this process of becoming economically independent and becoming financially free. There's so much pain and patience that all goes into this. Now, this at the same time, when I'm starting up two different companies and I'm working on my own company, I'm extremely fatigued and I'm still trying to get up at six o'clock in the morning, spend time with my four kids, working on all these things. And it used to be where I thought there was an end point. And I've learned that there, it's not that progress doesn't end, but it can change. And that's the biggest thing. Now, I want to work harder than I've ever worked before, even though I'm more financially free than I've ever worked been. But I get to allocate my time in doing things that I enjoy much, much more. Starting up businesses, working on the business, not in the business, doing more of the high-level things, and really focusing on key issues. In my healing process now, combined with this, I, I, I'm beyond lucky that I can allocate the time that I need to go to doctor's appointments to get the care that is needed for me to be able to walk again. But that doesn't mean that that takes away all of a sudden the time that I need at work. So I work nights, weekends, and I've still got to heal and get better. Now, this process of whether it's healing or becoming financially free, this process, though, is what makes it work. The process is what refines you, what makes you understand. And while your capital may be compounding, so is your knowledge. So your knowledge compounds upon itself. As you learn to turn around a duplex, you start to learn the basics and understanding of larger, more complex real estate deals. Then you have five duplexes, you collateralize those all together, use that capital that you pull out of them and put into an apartment building. And you say, listen, I have five duplexes, that's 10 tenants. Now I'm buying a 10 unit apartment building. It's essentially the same thing, except now actually everything's consolidated into one asset and it may be easier, but you know how to handle it. When you had one duplex and bought your first duplex, you didn't understand how to manage and handle 10 tenants and work everything at the same time. So then after you get your 10 unit apartment building, now you can move up and keep expanding and keep growing. This process is is the same. And you need to be able to go through that hard, difficult, painful time, which is the refining part of not just your financial vehicle and your business model, but yourself. And as you can see at this first example, this is what happened to us. Bonner's Ferry, we got it. It, it was okay, but it was nothing to write, write home about, right? In fact, we lost money on it, but immediately we figured out and we saw an opportunity because of that experience, we saw an opportunity that we could capitalize that was much better. We capitalized on it, which spun us immediately back into another opportunity that was even bigger opportunity, which we had a 1031 exchange into that. So we paid no taxes on it. And that further compounds our returns. And you can see in a three-year period of time how we turned, you know, once again, $250,000 into multi millions in an asset that generates what we put down to us every single year and cash flow. This is something that we've repeated time and time again with all of our assets and we continue to do today. So the same process that we used, that $200,000 is the same process that we use when we're putting down millions and when we're buying you know, bankrupt Super Kmarts and turning them into storage facilities, whether we are, a perfect example is we are building a new headquarters, a new office building right now, 
And these same examples are what we're using to build our our headquarters. We are house hacking commercial real estate. Any of you not familiar with the term house hacking, it's when you buy, let's say, a rental property, but you live in one of the units, and then the other rental properties pay for your unit. We bought an old doctor's office next to development that is big and new is coming up. It's going to have nice theaters. We bought the building. Half of it we're leasing out. The other half we're ripping it all out, creating it all brand new and moving into it, which will basically allow us to have our headquarters in there with our tenants paying for it so we could have our headquarters for free. So the same process that we use in our real estate and that we've developed, we use not only in our um, uh, our other real estate acquisitions, but too, we use that in business. I use that with clients. We use this with businesses that we're either going to start up or we're going to buy. The processes all become the same. You get a compound and you get to move much, 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 much quicker and grow much bigger and better things. The, the, the hard part is those first years where it feels like you're not moving, where you're not getting anything accomplished and it's going so slow. But then at the end, you're doing more in a year than you did your first five years combined. But you have to remember, this is a process. This takes time. You have to figure it out, but it's worth it. The sacrifice, the pain, everything going into it is worth it. Now, these tools that we use as we'll go further on into the podcast um, and as we move through to show you examples of other people and what they've done and how they've built their financial vehicles. First, you have to get yourself set up in a position where you can actually build that financial vehicle. For those of you that say, I don't have time and I don't have money, I say those are both things that you have to make. You have to make time. I have four kids. I'm paralyzed. I run three businesses. Two of them are startups. One's established. And I had a job. You have to make time. And you have to live vastly below your means. Even after my, me and my wife were making six figures, we were renting $300 a month side of a duplex that we lived in. Sacrifices. You have, to, you have to figure it out. You have to get more income coming in, whether that's a side hustle, whether that's another job. I have a friend that they were going through hard times. They wanted, he's working three jobs, saving up two of them to work another so they could get a house. They could load, um, um, get lower house payments that would free him up more time to get a good sales job where then he could spend the time, even though he'd get paid less, he could spend the time selling and building up his cells, he was dealing in dental supplies and live in a, a way that got them a much larger income with reduced expenses. And he now has time to go do other things, other investments, and build off of that. So I hope that this first example of how we turn this $270,000 starts to show you the process going from A to Z and how we ended up with just this one example of $3 million in equity once again, or more, and large amounts of cash flow, and how that just because we failed at the first, it's a process we learned and we went through it. I am taking off here now in just a minute. I just wanted to get this to get out to you guys real quick so we could get this thing thrown up and posted all our podcasts. I hope you've enjoyed this one. Next week, we're going to talk more about starting out and we're going to talk about the first investments coming in. We have a great guy that we're going to bring on. We're going to be interviewing who started a call center and his story is just awesome. I've been with him through the whole entire time, the whole process. I met him when he was working at a call center. He now has a business that does six figures a month 
as well as multiple investment properties, and he's still working a full-time job. It's exactly what we were talking about today, and he is still in his early 20s. So thanks, everybody. I hope you had a, uh, enjoyed this podcast. Go after it, hit it hard, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more, and feel free to check us out at Cashflow with the number 2freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.